Hello guys and gals, you are listening to Parts of Me Holistically. I am your host, Sasha, aka Smiley Limey, and the brains behind the Holistic Hero. This is episode two of my new podcast, Parts of Me Holistically. Um, it is currently 3.53 a.m. and I am recording this now because I am not very good at organizing and scheduling. I get a lot of ideas in my head and things I want to do, but actually make it come to fruition at a good time is difficult for me and I am dealing with insomnia. But aside from that, in this episode, I want to talk a little bit about my story with Lyme disease or chronic Lyme disease that is, and just kind of introduce you guys a little bit to the world of chronic Lyme disease and just share my story in a general, you know, sum up or wrap up or whatever. Like I said, it's 3.53. Let's get started. So, this is the part where I talk to you about the sad stuff. Um, trust me, guys, there will be plenty of time to talk about all the little honky-dory things I want to talk to you guys about, but this is something I feel like is it's really important, not just for my own benefit and for the benefit of others, but because chronic Lyme disease, or Lyme disease in, in general terms, is a very controversial um, not very understood illness that is a pandemic and it's something that it still amazes me to this day that I could walk into a store and meet someone or make a new friend and they've never even heard of Lyme disease or they don't know anything about it besides the fact that oh don't you get that from ticks well I'm here to educate you guys just a little bit little baby disclosure here. I'm not a doctor. I'm just a fumbling human being who happened to contract Lyme disease um, many, many years ago. And I am grateful enough that I'm here to talk to you a little bit about my story and hopefully validate reality for many, many people out there. So let me just get started a little bit. Bear with me here. Um... I am now 21 years old. When I was six, now keep in mind guys, I'm trying to go way back here. And some, a lot of the times part of Lyme disease is dealing with really, really bad memory. And, um, sometimes the only things that really stick out in my head are the extreme or severe situations or circumstances that really made a great impression on me because I was so young when I contracted Lyme disease. But, um, just in a general sense, I grew up in Southern California. If you listen to my first episode, a little bit about me, you probably know a little bit about me and my backstory. If you haven't, I grew up in Southern California in the heart of Orange County, um, Irvine to be more precise. And I grew up there, I was born there, grew up there most of my life until I was nine years old. I moved down to San Diego near downtown for about a year, just under a year actually. And then from then on, I moved to South Florida in the Treasure Coast um, and Jensen Beach. And I lived there for just about seven brutal years. And then I moved, which is where I reside now, in Scottsdale, Arizona. I've been here since 2016, summer of 2016. And it is now the summer of 2020. 
And uh, the reason I've moved around all over Timbuktu and I've moved a lot in my life, um, all the little in-between moves, obviously, I'm not going to bore you with. Um, but the reason for that is because I had a very complex uh, childhood and um, I came from a split home, a lot of custody battles. It was pretty dysfunctional and I'm not going to get into all that nitty gritty here today. But I was raised, I mostly went to um, very small private schools or small, you know, not very, very, how do I put this? I went to schools that weren't very populated. Like the first school I ever went to was... Um, in Costa Mesa, and it had a very small group. I think the whole school from K through 12 only had like maybe under 100 students, and it was made up of billionaires' kids and kids that lived under welfare, and it was a mix of all races. It was a pretty amazing school that I'm blessed to have gone to, and um, throughout my life, I continued going to private schools before I finally went to online school when my illness became so bad and um, my visitation requirements for my, you know, visiting my other parent were so demanding where I had to fly across the country multiple times a year and I couldn't really maintain um, going to a regular school per se. Um, the reason I bring this up is because I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure where I contracted Lyme disease was at my original um, elementary school. Now, when I was six years old, um, you know, life was, st life was fairly normal. You know, the situation with my family started to really go downhill when I was around seven, eight years old is kind of when my whole world fell apart when um, I found out or had to come to terms with my new reality. I found out that, you know, my father... I had a wife and a baby on the way and I pretty much found out in like an overnight type situation one day and uh, my whole world came crashing down when I was about eight years old and things got really bad in my life but before then I was you know life went on per usual um, my mother was very dedicated to me and very dedicated to making sure that I had the best regardless of any situation I, and I ate the best and I had the best education and I had as much access to the world as I possibly could um my father was not as involved um I'm not really gonna get into that but she always made sure I had the best and we're very bonded for many reasons but life was okay and at one point when I was about I don't know I was born born in April so it must have been like what six and a half um I've, that all changed I was always a really good student um yeah I had attention issues I was a spaz really hyper I have ADHD and all that fun stuff but um I was a fairly good student and things were pretty easy for me and I loved to socialize I was a social butterfly and life was okay. And, um, one day overnight, 
I woke up, I had a 105 degree temperature, I couldn't breathe, I had uh, what would be like Tourette's syndrome type symptoms. Um, basically, I had like a full on neurological reaction uh, to whatever, and uh, my whole body was contracting, it was very painful, my stomach was contracting, I was throwing up, I was just really in bad shape, um, all the blood seemed to be drained from me, and I'm already pale to begin with, um, I'm a pasty, <laughs> but it was really scary, and it was an onset thing, and I was rushed to the emergency room, where I spent a few nights overnight, I remember they wouldn't even let my mother um, stay in the room with me. They, she slept on a, uh, like a chair. Um, and it was really traumatic, but I remember just being really scared. And the issue was the doctors could not find out what was wrong with me. They ran every test known to mankind under the sun and they ended up wanting to prescribe me medication that you would give schizophrenic patients and they just told me I had ringworm. And the reason I say this is because I had a bullseye rash on my right hip and it was not a full rash, it was actually fairly small. Like if you take your thumb and your pointer finger and you curl them together, it was like just about that size. Um, and it was kind of welted. It was raised a little bit, but it was like a half ring. It wasn't even a full bullseye and it, you know, had a red ring around it and, um, Oh, you know, she's ring ringworm or, you know, Tourette syndrome or whatever, you know, they gave me every drug under the sun and, you know, my mother and I are already, um, we always resort to the most natural, um, resources as possible. So I didn't even really feel comfortable taking this. They didn't even think to test for Lyme disease. Now there's a controversy that you test for Lyme, you administer, administer antibiotics and you call it a day. No, that's not the case. Um, if I could really get into the science here, but there have been many, many, many doctors and articles and controversies over do antibiotics kill Lyme disease if you treat it like the minute you get bitten by a tick or the minute you exert symptoms or in the long run, even though most of you may know who are Lymeys, that these Lyme bacteria form biofilm communities, which is somewhat of like a protective barrier over the bacteria when you administering antibiotics, it can actually amplify the bacteria growing more um, biofilm communities, which are more, which are stronger. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's more difficult to actually break through that. There are many different types of Lyme bacteria. Um, and then there are co-infections like Ehrlichiosis, which is a European strain, or Babesia, Bartonella, um, and all these different co-infections basically exaggerate or, excuse me guys, like I said, it's four o'clock in the morning. My words, my words, I, I can't find them. <laughs> okay. They basically, this is not making me sound good <laughs> or reputable or whatever, but 
basically, um, the co-infections make the general Lyme bacteria worse. It amplifies what you already are already dealing with. Um, but basically, my point is they didn't even think to test for Lyme disease. You know, once the, my fever, my 105 degree fever would not break for four to five days. A week went on. I still had it. I was still not myself. And my neurological symptoms never really seemed to stop. Um, what was really scary for me on a personal level was the fact that I couldn't recall anything. My short-term memory was shot. It was like, ABC, what the fuck is that? You know, I, I didn't know anything. I didn't know left from right, right from wrong. I, I couldn't even, I remember at one point I couldn't even remember what my name was or anything. I mean, forget long-term memory um, on top of it. And once they got the fever under control, um, I was discharged and just kind of went on as normal and I ended up going back to school probably about a few weeks later and I remember sitting in class now this is elementary school must have been like maybe what six years old second third grade something like that and I remember sitting in the classroom and basic math that I'd been doing all my life I didn't even know like what one plus two was and I just sat there and I bawled and I was terrified because I realized at that moment I was no longer in control of my brain and my body something else was in control of me I was no longer Sasha and I was absolutely terrified it is the worst and strangest feeling to feel like you aren't in control of yourself anymore you're being controlled by this foreign matter. I, I Keep in mind, there was no real diagnoses except the fact that, oh, I had Tourette's-like symptoms and, oh, I had uh, neurological issues and, oh, you know, you know, give her, give your ibuprofen. Yeah, that's going to make it better. <laughs> but um, it was, I knew at that point something was really wrong and this was going to be a more permanent thing. This is not just, oh, I got sick and I went to the hospital and it's all better now. And I went to my mother and, you know, obviously, as time went on, we could see how I was rapidly declining. And I ended up resorting to my naturopathic physician, who I had always been seeing since I was a real little girl, um, Dr. Mark Stingler. And he ended up saving my life. Now... He gave me, you know, you make your own homeopathic remedies that he specifically made according to my body and my sensitivities and my symptoms. And it completely got my neurological symptoms under control within a week. Yeah, I mean, I had little reactions here and there, but no real side effects. And um, that was always my resource, my resort. I always resorted to holistic treatment and um, natural remedies, whatever, before I went to the drugs or chemicals, unless it's a dire emergency. And um, things got worse and worse, but I was, I was able to function because of, you know, I had some protocols from him. But no one was really thinking Lyme disease. No one was really thinking it. Until one day I went to visit him and he told me, he told us to sit down and he said, test for Lyme disease. We're going to test um, now something you may also know or not know about Lyme disease is that 
blood testing, it is not very accurate. Um, it's very difficult to locate Lyme bacteria in the blood. If it's in the bloodstream, it's pretty rampant within your system. And, um, they don't have, they basically, or at least in the United States, the testing accuracy is just not up to up to point it's just not what it should be because it's a very misunderstood um illness that and we haven't had a lot of research to actually go into studying Lyme disease which was supposedly created in a lab years ago um as a form of bioterrorism and uh it ended up the virus or the bacteria ended up getting loose from a lab you guys are more than welcome to go research all that fun stuff um there are actually a lot of similarities between the coronavirus or COVID-19 and chronic Lyme disease in terms of the origin and in terms of symptoms and all that fun stuff. But go look that up if you want to research something pretty interesting. Sometimes I feel like I'm an instrument of the government um, or a, a victim of governmental research or, you know, biowarfare. It's very interesting. But that being said, it's probably a lot of the reason why there isn't a lot of funding going to Lyme disease research and treatment and looking for a cure because there is no cure. There's just maintaining your existence through keeping or suppressing your symptoms or the best I've seen with Lyme patients is actually getting to a place of remission that is doesn't mean you're killing the Lyme bacteria or you're gone. It's gone for good, but it just means getting to a place of remission where your symptoms are controlled enough so that you can function like a normal person. And I have been lucky enough at least once or twice in my life to get to a somewhat place of remission. But um, as I have had a very stressful life and life circumstances, it's always a battle and it's always an up and down kind of thing. And don't let how someone looks on the outside deceive you because what looks like on the outside is certainly not what's going on on the inside. And a lot of people don't know or don't see the days that I am just, I'm wiped. I'm completely bedridden. I can barely walk without feeling like I have to pass out. I'm sick as a dog and I'm just, I'm just back to where I was when I was six years old. Um, And then other days, I am able to actually work out or, you know, move. I, I, like, a few months ago, I actually moved a sofa into a moving truck. And it's just, that's how Lyme disease is. And I owe a lot of my bouts of borderline remission or being able to function with somewhat strength to my lifestyle and to my holistic approach and my diet And, um, that's another reason I started this podcast is because I want to share this with the world. I want to have my guests, my chosen guest speakers on to get our approach to a holistic, natural lifestyle out there to tell people and show people that you don't necessarily have to suffer through drugs and there are alternatives and you can take control back of, of your life and take the reins again and, just whether you have a chronic illness or not, you know, it's never too late to start changing your lifestyle in a way which is going to better your future and better your generations to come and just 
living a more wholesome life. Do I sound corny? Probably, yeah, I probably do, but it's really true, and I'm genuinely saying that. Um, It really breaks my heart when I see people just symptom suppressing, symptom suppressing with all kinds of illnesses, whether it be diabetes or um, Lyme disease or Crohn's disease or, you know, whatever it might be, and they're just getting sicker and sicker and just not just physically, but emotionally and mentally, they are broken. And I I just know what I know. I have so much knowledge. And sometimes it's difficult for me to express the knowledge. I'm better at writing than I am at speaking. Remember that. If you're going to be dedicated to my podcast, please remember that. Um, But I want so badly to to talk about my knowledge. I have so much knowledge. God bless my mother and all the amazing people in my life that I've been so fortunate to connect with. And I'm connecting with so many businesses and companies which have really benefited the well-being of people in a holistic manner and through just incredible science and incredible understanding um, without ignorance. Just really practical, actually. But my point with all this is that through the years... Um, it became a battle, and my doctor recommended I get tested for Lyme disease. I did. Only about, what, a year or two later after I got my onset of symptoms, which is where I'm assuming I was bitten by a tick, and keep in mind, it's not always easy to detect the origin of where you get Lyme, and Lyme is not just transmitted by ticks. It is actually transmitted can be by fleas, by mosquitoes, they're still doing testing into sexual transmission. There are actually an abundant amount of ways in which Lyme disease can be contracted, and um, research is still being done on that, but I assume that I was bitten by tick, hence my rash, which was now, which is now a scar on my hip, and um, from that day on, it was an overnight, you know, 360 of how I was functioning, Um, So from that point on, it must have been a little bit over a year when I got tested finally, and I came up negative. Um, But, you know, it is difficult to find in the blood, and my doctor just, you know, insisted that we don't give up, that we keep testing, keep testing, keep testing, and um, we did, we did, we did, and just wasn't, just kept coming back negative. Although I would have little things pop up here of Babesia and Bartonella in my bloodstream. The levels weren't high, but the general Lyme bacteria was not detected and all the other infections associated. And, you know, I wasn't functioning well, so I obviously still continued with the type of treatment I was doing anyways. And searching for finding real treatment for Lyme or even ways to get to remission is already difficult enough in itself. It's hard to find Lyme literate doctors in this country. Um, Lyme disease is not, or the symptoms associated is not something that's covered by insurance. Everything is out of pocket and you're pretty much left on your own devices to figure everything out. You have to become your own doctor. Um, I was fortunate enough to have some holistic guidance by my doctors, but it wasn't something any of them really understood. Um, my original doctor I saw before I saw my holistic doctor after I was hospitalized was the famous Dr. Sears, Jim Sears, and he actually was the one that kept suggesting it was ringworm, and he, 
he gave me a rash cream and we called it a day. You know, these are famous, famous doctors and they don't even know the basic, you know, evidence that is Lyme disease. I mean, I had a bullseye rash and you can't even think about testing for Lyme disease. (laughs) And Lyme disease is not just rampant in Connecticut or New York. It is rampant in California, all over the United States, all over the world. I got mine in the heart of Orange County, California, which is a suburban urban area. And (laughs) don't ever be fooled. Don't think you're safe just because you live in a city or because you're not in a certain area. It is a pandemic. And it's, it's called the invisible illness because, you know, it's hard to understand Lyme when you look at someone that has it. And it's also called, the it's a mask of an illness because it often mimics or imitates, you know, illnesses like MS or Crohn's disease or, you know, endometriosis even. It affects all kinds of, you know, bodily functions and your immune system and your gut and your brain and your heart. Lyme carditis is often something that, you know, some of the people that have actually died from Lyme disease have died because of Lyme carditis, which is inflammation of the lining of the heart caused by the Lyme bacteria. And so there's just basically a lot of research that goes into it. And there are some resources, but you're basically left to your own devices, and it's really scary. And it really fucking sucks when you go to a hospital and you tell them on your chart that you have chronic Lyme disease, and they look at you like you have five heads, you know, and they don't take you seriously, and they don't know what that is, and it's really hard. So you're basically left alone in this scary new world, and as time went on, I just was getting really, really bad. I was functioning, but I just, I was never the same. And when I moved to Florida, when I was about 13, 14 years old, on April 1st, yes, it was April Fool's Day, we, my mother and I, got into a pretty bad car accident where we were rear-ended at a stoplight at about 50 miles an hour. And we were thrown about. My body went into complete shock. Um, the irony of it is that I was actually on my way to one of my chiropractors who is an Atlas orthogonist. Please look it up. Um, Dr. Kleiman was, Thomas Kleiman was my chiropractor at the time. I was actually on my way there and right after the car accident, we still went there. Our car was able to drive, just the back was, you know, pretty shot. And, uh, he got us on ice packs, he did his treatment and he looked at me and he noticed, he just could tell that I was different. Something was off, but in a way that was worse in which my normal state was. And I just declined so rapidly. His treatments weren't working anymore. My neurological symptoms came back full force. I had the most severe, um, like gut issues. I couldn't digest anything. I was falling apart um, really badly and I had like no blood in my system. And so I contacted my primary holistic doctor against again, and he suggested that I get tested for Lyme again, um, because my symptoms were so bad. Perhaps maybe some of that bacteria would be at the surface of my, you know, my bloodstream at this point, considering how bad my symptoms were. And he also told us about, um, a more accurate form of Lyme testing through blood, which was through a lab called Igenix. It is located in, I 
believe it's Palo Alto, California, the labs, and it's very expensive. It's out of pocket. I believe my blood work was about $1,800 at the time. Yeah, I know, bite that one, but um, it was, and it was worth it. And keep in mind, I actually have phenomenal insurance through my father who works down at the Los Angeles Harbor. I have incredible benefits, and I'm usually covered for most things. This was not one of them, and one of the reasons it wasn't one of them is because Lyme disease is just not recognized in the medical, um, you know, field or community or whatever you want to call it. Insurance companies don't recognize it and don't acknowledge it. So this was out of pocket and it was pretty hefty, but it was worth it. I remember the day I went to the lab down in Palm Beach and I passed out (laughs) while they were drawing my blood. Fun fact, I hate blood draws. I hate needles. And I used to always, I shut down labs when I was a kid. I would always pass out. There were always issues. And I did pass out, (laughs) not just because I was stressed and tired, but because I also had sludge blood. My blood was almost black, barely moved, not just from dehydration, but because um, Lyme, the way Lyme affects the bloodstream is, um, it's very complex and I was born with a blood condition or disorder and uh, this just made it much more difficult for me. And we had the blood sent out. We got our results what, maybe two weeks later. There it was. It was lit up like a Christmas tree, that lab report. I had Babesia, I had Bartonella, I had the Lyme bacteria, I was just a mess, and it was all over the place. And this was through the more accurate testing that Igenix does. It's not completely accurate, but it was, it was what, maybe like an 85% chance of being more accurate. And uh, I actually thanked God that day. I was devastated, but I thanked God because I was like, I have an answer. I have a name to this madness. I have a name to this. And it felt kind of reassuring to be like, oh, Lyme disease, that's what you are. And I can start, I don't know, maybe learning. And I knew that he always brought up Lyme disease to me, but I had, I was for certain now that that's what it was. And it just made sense too. And uh, I felt blessed. You know, one bad incident like that car accident, which I thought was going to ruin everything, led me to my answers. You guys can go on the Project Lime Instagram or social handles, and I see I wrote a little thing on there, and they were posting about my story. I I wrote up a segment for them, and uh, I was talking about how that day I got in a car accident changed my life forever because it caused such shock and stress in my body that all the bacterial... All the bacteria that I had been suppressing or it was under the surface all came up to the surface of my bloodstream and I was actually able to detect it through blood, which was pretty miraculous. And uh, everything changed, you know. I already had pretty good diet. You know, my lifestyle was something that was important to me, but I just went 360. I went gangbusters with the guidance of my mother and uh, my doctors and... Uh, it was really hard, and obviously I'm going to get into the in-between stuff, you know, in time to come here, but it was difficult, and I had some ongoing 
stressful life events that forever changed my life that I can't ever go back and undo and it made everything worse and it made it hard for me to stay in remission but I went gangbusters and my mother and I were getting really sick living in South Florida we lived in a house on a golf course in a country club but it was actually on um it was on like a wildlife preserve and it was mold infested the house we had no idea until we moved out that there was black mold in the vents visible um the pesticide trucks used to come every day and spray all the shit down on everything and I used to watch them pour pesticides on our my bedroom window and I'd just be sitting there bawling my eyes out because I just couldn't there was nothing I could do about it you know I used to see them do the little contrails in the sky which they're actually called chemtrails look it up and know that heavy metals and toxins were being put in this in the sky and, and being accumulated and I just had so many toxins living in Florida that I couldn't control and it was adding to my chronic Lyme disease and I just was I was getting worse and worse and worse to the point where we finally found a way through our believe it or not we were actually living in poverty through that through the help of my grandparents from my mother's side who lived a few miles away and helped support us um, we managed to go move to Arizona not just because this is a place you know that was more affordable that we had been looking to moving to for a while but because there were holistic doctors there that actually specialized in Lyme disease so it was the move was actually centered and focused around you know helping treat my Lyme and we finally moved in like I said summer of 2016 and uh, thus the journey began but we had so many horrific life events and circumstances through family situations that I actually was never able to go treat or go to any of these doctors. Instead, I just maintained my holistic approach and naturally through natural remedies and herbs and detoxifying treatments and protocols for my doctor's guidance through, you know, then till now. Um, and I was able to somewhat stay in remission. Although my health has been an up and down roller coaster, and um, it's getting worse, to be f quite frank with you. Um, I actually had the pleasure of meeting when I was in um, one of the apartment complexes I lived in in Scottsdale around 2019 last year. I think it was some. Oh, wait, actually, that's not true. 2018, around April, I met a dear friend of mine now, Ashley Lynch. She has her own podcast called Healing Soulfully. Um, go look it up. It's fantastic. And uh, I met her in the apartment complex the day before she was moving because her RV, or her, I'm sorry, her car had a license plate from New Hampshire that said Lyme disease on it. And we just, we barged on her door and we're like, where have you been all my life type thing? Because it was really rare to actually meet people with Lyme disease um, too, but to actually live in the same community as them, it was like, oh, where have you been all my life, my love? I love you. Just like, oh. And when I met her, we just looked at each other and hugged and cried and just held each other and talked. It was like we knew each other for years and we had this just common understanding because when you have Lyme disease and you meet someone else with Lyme disease 
you don't have to really explain a lot. You just kind of understand each other, you know? And I remember when I touched her skin, she was so inflamed, like I always am. Or when you touch us, you always feel like we're like 105 degree fever. And it's just severe inflammation all the time. And I just remember touching her and just being like, "Ah, I get you and I feel you so much inside because I am you. I've I've been there. I am there. And uh, she was actually moving the next day to go to Mexico to go to a place called STEM Aid to do um, holistic treatment. And uh, thank God I, I caught her that day before and we helped her move um, or else we would have never met. And we have blossomed together. Um, I have actually been involved in the Lyme disease community, mainly on Instagram, but through other social media handles. Actually, since 2014, I started my very first Instagram account. I called it Smiley Limey. I called it Smiley Limey for a reason because I've always been a very positive person throughout all my horrific um, circumstances. And I've always chosen to look at the bright side of things no matter what. And I've always have a big ass smile on my fat face. <laughs> I was actually born smiling, partly because I wasn't breathing, but, um, I've just always had a smile on my face no matter what. I feel like we could die tomorrow. I'm not going to not laugh or smile or take pleasure in something I find pleasure in because my bad circumstances tell me I can't. You know what I mean? I want to be that person that I am that person that you'll go in the other room and I'm laughing all by myself because I made myself laugh or I'm dancing to Michael Jackson or whatever the hell it is all by myself and just getting a crack out of it (laughs) or just smiling you know, because why not? And it's actually what's helped propel me through my disease is my outlook. Yes, I've had the help of God. Yes, I pray a lot. Yes, I do have a few really supportive friends in my life that I've had for years now. Yes, my mother is incredible. I have got my two fur baby, my cats, um, fur babies that have helped me through everything. And I have had those things through the years. But at the end of the day, you are the the person that determines your overall outlook and how you are going to get through things. And that's the decision I made. So I called it Smiley Limey and people loved it. And I started, you know, connecting pretty rapidly in the Lyme disease community. And I started, you know, I started getting more and more followers and I started being like, wow, you know, I'm not into social media and I don't care about follower content, but I can use this to help people, to spread the word more rapidly, to connect and learn and educate and just gain knowledge. And I was excited. And, you know, through the years, I just grew more prominent in the Lyme disease community, but I'd never actually really met anyone with Lyme disease until I met Ashley Lynch. She was actually one of my first and, um, it was a blessing. And we actually since created a, um, collaborative account on Instagram called Lime Sisters. You guys can look it up where we do lives, we do posts, we talk together about um, chronic Lyme disease, our daily lives. You know, Ashley is incredible. She lives in an RV with her boyfriend and her two cats um, full-time. Their story is one that is for the books just like mine, so you'd have to go look her up. Her Instagram handle is Lime Khaleesi, 
and uh, mine is now the Smiley Limey, and we have just blossomed together, and Ashley, for listening to this, I love you so much, and I'm so excited to enter these new journeys and opportunities through Open Doors with you together as a sister team and the sisterhood that is Lyme disease. (laughs) But guys, I'm not trying to make light out of Lyme disease, although that is, um, it's a good thing to do that. I wrote a blog on my website, theholistichero.com, where I talked about five surprising gifts of chronic illness and how you can try and find the light in the storm because it's not going to make things better or go away, but it can help and it is healthy to have that outlook and it might provide you some peace and some solace in really difficult times, maybe even for a moment. It might go away. You might feel like shit 10 minutes later, but at least 10 minutes prior, you didn't. Maybe. I don't know. Go check it out. We're all different. We all have different outlooks, perspectives, and ways of being but I just want to share mine with the world. And one thing I can say that I actually have to say is Lyme disease is so misunderstood and judged. And people obviously have been called, oh, you're faking it for attention or you have Munchausen's disease or you're full of shit or you just... It's just, I can't, and I have had so much ignorance and judgment for most people in my life, most of which are my own family, my own blood, um, my own flesh and blood, that I don't, they don't, and I've actually been told this to my face, they don't believe I have Lyme disease, they think it's something that my mother and I created for attention or to get money which is actually not true because I've never done fundraisers. I have never asked for money from anyone. Everything has always been out of pocket on my end or paid by insurance for, you know, blood work and things like that or testing. And they just judge and it's really hard and they don't know. And they want to judge because they want to justify their own resentment they've had towards me or their hatred or their anger. They want to justify it through their own truth even if it's not real truth, it's some truth they create. And it's been really hard to deal with that on top of everything. But I had to come to a place in my life where I'm like, you know what? I can't change how they're going to be. Yeah, it's affected my life on a real personal level, you know, but I can't change how they're going to be. I know my truth. God knows my truth. My family, my chosen family, which are my friends, friends are really the family you choose or you wish you had. (laughs) They're the ones that choose to stick by me and support me and love me and see my reality for what it is, um, no matter what. And that is what gives me solace at the end of the day. That is what I sleep with every night. That is how I keep going on. I don't care what anyone thinks. I don't care if they hate me. I don't care if they judge me. I wish ignorance didn't exist because I wish people would understand more about Lyme disease. But if they're going to choose to be like that and are going to fight to be like that, there's nothing I can do about it. I just got to go on, take care of myself the best I can with no excuses, no apologies, and no explanations. That's just the way it is. Um, To any of you out there that deal with Lyme disease, chronic Lyme disease, chronic illness, whatever it may be, cancer, anything. If you deal with or you experience ignorance or judgment or, you know, 
horrible treatment by anyone, family, friends, people you don't know, strangers, doctors, you get a lot of that from doctors. Trust me, that's a whole other story of ignorance from doctors. But this might not help. This is not going to make your reality any different. But I am here with you. I feel you. I see you. I respect you. I really respect you because you are a warrior just like all of us and you choose to get through this life every single day and you exist and you breathe and that is that is rebellious. That takes a lot of strength and I applaud you for that and I want to say just congratulations. You're amazing and you deserve every happiness and we're going to get through this together. Yeah, there's going to be bumps on the road and yeah, it's going to be like it's like a shit show really, the reality of it. But we're going to get through it the best we can and in the end, how we got through it determines our real character. You know, the fact that we live with this every single day of our lives and we do life the best we can, that deserves an award. It really does. And since there isn't one that exists as that I know of, um, I just want to give you just a little mental or verbal reward that um, you're amazing and you are seen and respected and you are not alone. Is that corny? Fuck yeah. But you're not alone. It might not mean much coming from me, but it's, it's true. You know, I've met so many people through the years that I haven't actually met in person in the Lyme disease community that and the chronic illness community. I've learned a lot about all kinds of other diseases, um, not just Lyme, but that have dealt with that and ignorance and judgment. And it's something that is so, it's actually a form of abuse and it's so morally and, and humanly degrading. It basically strips us of our humanness, I like to call it, or our dignity, and the fact that you choose to continue going on, or deal with that pain, or even choose to look past it and move forward and see for what it is, even though it doesn't make it any less difficult, I applaud you for that. You are so brave and resilient, and we persevere, you know, we persist, we go on. We're battered human beings and we're real human beings and it's raw and it's ugly, but this is us and this is our reality. If someone doesn't like it, whatever, they don't have to like it. This is our reality and we choose the people and stick with the people that choose to stick with us and I can guarantee you if somebody wants to be in your life or if somebody supports you through your resilience and sees that and respects you that is someone that wants to be in your life and that is someone that deserves to be in your life and quite frankly you deserve those people in your life um yeah it is now 4 43 in the morning i have really bad insomnia it's part of lyme disease um but 
I'm getting a weird kind of moment where my eyes are kind of like starting to droop a little bit and I'm just kind of feeling heavy a little bit. So I'm thinking I should take opportunity of that. I don't know about you guys, but (laughs) I just want to thank you and for listening if you've made it this far. I really appreciate that, um, that you've had the ability to painstakingly listen to me blabber away. But, um, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Through bits and pieces, as I go on with my podcast, I will be talking more about Lyme disease, my story. I'll have guest speakers on, da-da-da-da-da. You know, it won't always be about the sad stuff, but um, I just wanted to give you a little bit of an introduction to the background of my Lyme disease, chronic Lyme disease story. And yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. I also want to mention here a little side note. I had an epiphany the other day that I want to also do podcasts where I do the playlists of my life because I did polls on Instagram and people love that. I have some of my uh, life playlists up on my Instagram, The Smiley Limey. I also have it on my poetry account, The Smiling Skeleton, and people love that. If I could do an interactive life playlist um, podcast episode here on Parts of Me Holistically. So I'm going to be doing that soon. I think that'll be a lot of fun because we're going to be talking about all kinds of full... I'm real pathetic. We're going to be talking about all kinds of fun stuff here on all kinds of, um, on a broad spectrum from skincare to Lyme disease to music to guest speakers and fun shit and just real life, you know, the painful stuff that people want to talk about and self-care and all that fun stuff. But for now, folks, I appreciate you listening Thank you for being here. I have been your fumbling host, Sasha, a.k.a. the Smiley Limey and the brains behind the Holistic Hero. And I wish you a peaceful what is now Tuesday. Is it? I think it is. I also have quarantine fatigue, but I'm willing to have quarantine fatigue just to stay safe. Um, Anyways, guys, take care and thank you for listening. Parts of me holistically. Adios.